0: Hey everyone, it's Hannah here and Kim from Belvista Studios. In this video, we're going to be talking about user testing. So user testing is something that we do for our e-learning projects and it's really important. It really helps you get your solution right and know if something is not right before you launch it out to the world. So it's something that we really recommend. What I'm going to do in today's video is I'm going to ask Kim about user testing because she has a lot of experience with it. So she's going to share her knowledge with us and give you some practical takeaways. So, let's get into it. Are you ready to go, Kim?
1: So
0: ready. <laughs> so, question number 1. What what is user testing, Kim? How would you explain
1: it? It is validating your idea outside of your own environment. Mm. So, like we can do our own checks internally or just as a one person practitioner doing your own testing but it's not until you put it out and get other people that have not been exposed to it to test it and validate that it works and achieves the desired outcome. So I think it's going outside your little bubble. Mm -hmm. and saying, hey, can you give me feedback? And that could be like on an email or to like a big app or something like that, but it's getting other people's perspective that they're physically using or interacting or doing something with it. Going, yay, it works, or this is broken, or you need to make this improvement or adjustment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's really cool. Like the good way that I think about it, I wrote a blog on user testing um, and it was saying like, imagine you had videos that you put into an e-learning course and for you it worked fine. Like you as a developer, the video works great on your computer, but potentially when you put it out to the organization, they might not have the video software that plays the video. So something yes. as simple as that, you can spend all of this time creating something that works well for you, but it's not until you put it out to your end user. Yeah. You have no idea how it's there's so many problems that come up for us where we're like, we never would have thought that mm. would even be a thing. Yeah. So it's just,
1: yeah, it's so important. Yeah, it's even when clients are like, oh, can we put this YouTube video in this TED talk in mm-hmm. the solution? You're like, sounds great. And then it's they block YouTube. In yeah, exactly. So, yeah,
0: yeah, they can't. Yeah, it's, it's finding those things out
1: early before
0: you spend too much time and effort. And it's too mm-hmm. late. Or yeah. people are trying to do your solution and they can't. And they're like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Solution over. (laughs) Um, Well, we have just spoken about it, but is there any other value that you think user testing can bring to people's
1: projects? Yeah, you find things that are broken. Yeah. That's amazing. And you find out if it's actually achieving the goal that you set out to Mm. achieve. Yeah. Because a lot of times, if you're not continuously, we refer to it as a success statement. If You're not continuously referring back to that at all times of the project you can get in your head and create a solution that goes on track. Mm, yeah. So the user testing allows you, because if you're saying, this is what we're trying to achieve, help us understand if it has achieved yeah. that based on your feedback parameters. And they're like, why do you even have this in here? Yeah, like, this doesn't, doesn't make doesn't sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. doesn't work in our context or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets you out of your own head, I guess, and make sure you're on track with your people. Yeah, Got it.
0: Um, how many users do you think you should include in a user testing process? I believe five. Mm, um, we have spoken about this before. Yeah,
1: yeah. And we've had a user expert. Yeah, confirm that. And yeah, yeah so that's cool. So what tends to happen, they say, and we have experienced this, is if yeah. you have more than five people, and this is just how much data you want to validate, but I guess the, the benefit of saying five mm. is that it's not over unrealistic to achieve. Yeah. But when what happens is after five people, they start saying, same thing so Mm -hmm. they start giving you the same feedback they start identifying the same things and then I guess it's just a matter of where more people come into that benefit Mm What you ask more than five is going what we need to prioritize what changes or what improvements we're going to make and Mm -hmm. if 100 people said this and only five people said this you would naturally spend potentially more through other decisions. Yeah, but yeah. The 100 people probably is something you want to pay more attention to than yeah. the five. People. Yeah, yeah, love it. So five people is a nice sweet spot. And thinking about who those people are is quite important, probably mm. the question you're about to ask me. <laughs> but it's like getting people that are actually going to use the solution. So your end users, yeah. your learners, yeah. um, having them run through it and go, does this flow make sense? Was there any point? That about here Mm. was there anything broken that you noticed any gaps that you're like left questioning wanting more Mm. and even asking them what did you take away as a learner because then you're validating it back against those learning objectives to make sure that you're achieving that um and then you want like maybe someone that's in from the tech perspective testing it like does it work on all browsers or Mm. devices um and then I would say get one of your key project stakeholders and approver of the project to do some of that user testing as well so they're mm. continuously on that journey. And they don't like come you?
0: back and say, that's not how I wanted it. Mm, doesn't it the, look track. the way I want it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that didn't work the way I wanted it to. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I think it's cool as well to think about like your different audience groups. So, for example, say you had, say you were creating something for an organisation that had like indoor staff and outdoor mm-hmm. staff, like, Construction, like a local government construction workers and then office staff, like trying it with those different audience types. I think is really yeah. useful too. Why? Um, they the audience? Because they have, like, they're in a different context. So even though they work for the same organisation, they more than likely, like, work in a different environment. Yeah. So, like, outdoor staff might not have access to computers. They could be doing, like, the e-learning on their phone, whereas office staff are doing it on their computer. So you could find different yeah. issues in those different groups. Yeah, definitely. Um, how long does user, user testing usually take? Or well, how much time should you like set aside
1: for it? So I think whatever the experience is, is the definite minimum time. and yeah. You've got to estimate it based on what are they going to do. So how many things are you asking them to give you feedback on? What's mm. the feedback parameters, such as does the content flow? Is there anything broken? Improvement suggestions. So think about what you're asking for feedback on. And then think about how is that person communicating that user testing back to you? Do they have to type everything back Mm. to you? Um, Is that in a Word document that they're having to take screenshots and say, here is where I found a broken link and this is the one. So just break down how they're going to give feedback to you and what they're giving feedback on Mm. and do even to estimate the time. Think about how long would that one specific task take me to do And then multiply that by how many things you're asking them to do. Mm. So definitely, the if it's a twenty-minute e-learning, for example, twenty minutes plus all the things you're asking for feedback on, and how are they expected to give you feedback? Because if they're just ringing on the phone, they're like, "There's a broke on page sixteen. There was a broken um, link, and then when it talked about this particular topic, it then jumped to this topic, and I had no idea." you know, it might be a five minute phone call, but you've got to be there documenting your notes Mm -hmm. and then what do you do afterwards? So you've got to think about your own kind of format and estimate it that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, When do you think you should use a test? So I originally had like the question was, should it be a completed solution? But from what you're saying, it sounds like there's different stages of user testing. Mm. So just to help people understand like, do I create like a quarter of my solution and then get them to
1: test it? Or do I do the whole thing? Or? I think that basically the whole process of your project is a bit of a user test. But if I think about like, getting into the real intention of getting learners to understand mm. is this helping us meet our success success statement. I would think you have a solution where, I think the content they need to give feedback on. Mm. So if we think about the content and the actual tangible solution, there should be a point where they are giving feedback. Now, whether that's through the discovery workshop, because they're giving input Mm. and they're approving, as well as the other stakeholders approving that high level strategy that says, these are our learning objectives. um, This is the sub things within that. Maybe yeah. that's enough at the content phase. And then the next time users, your learners see it, would be a tangible product, but not the first time that the tangible product is produced. Mm. So the second time, um, yeah. that's because, I say this because we work to three rounds of review. So the first one, there's probably gonna be lots of mistakes. There's the disconnect between content and now a tangible product and people seeing it for the first time in that format and mm. what it plays out there. So capturing all that feedback and then a refined, improved process, but not perfect. We don't want them to see it perfect for the first half of perfect or a finalized yeah. thing yeah. as a user, because then when are you supposed to like capture their feedback? Mm. So I would say at round two of the tangible product, give them a play. They'll find new things that you as subject matter experts, your client as or stakeholders as subject matter experts haven't seen yet. So they're going to give that fresh perspective and help you just really hone it in for that last approval period yeah i love it very cool
0: um what's an example of something that you could ask your user during user testing if it's something that you're watching
1: them do Mm. i think it well silence is the main thing so Mm. you want to you're an observer You're not there to help them get through it. You want them to fail. You want them to find broken things. So you're sitting back, first of all, silence. Yeah. That is what you are. Then when you do notice, I tend to um, actually hold everything until the end. Mm. So go through the whole thing. And then at the end, I'll say, hey, you were at a screen and I noticed. So call out the behavior. Can you help me understand what was going on there? Can you help me understand what you were thinking there? Um, so, for example, like that's easy when you can see them get stuck. There might be a period where they, or like when something's broken, it's easy. Broken link on yeah. the screen, it's not doing what it's supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, but there might be a point where you just see them, like if I'm thinking about Elaine. You know, where they're like hovering their mouse and they're a bit slow and yeah. you're like just click there don't yeah, like that that audience? Audience? yeah and so you might say hey I noticed on that screen with the image of the dude and he was wearing this funky hat yeah. Um you paused can you help me understand what was going through your head or or just can you help me understand what was going on for you there leave it a bit open that's what, where you get like, oh, I was just thinking, you know, I was actually reflecting back on my own workplace. Mm. And so then you go, oh, that's cool. That was a really good learning moment that they were having. Yeah. It wasn't that they were stuck in the solution. They were actually reflecting and trying to think about how they might apply it back into mm. the workplace. So I think, yeah, can you help me understand? Uh, outline the observable behavior and then can you help me understand? Yeah, I love that. And I think
0: that also highlights that you shouldn't make assumptions Mm. because it'd be easy, like if you saw someone hovering thinking they don't know what they're doing. Mm
1: -hmm. And if you just
0: write that and don't follow up, like that can really impact the way you change your solution. So I think that's a really good point that you brought up, Mm. like checking everything. Don't ever think that it's just obviously that because you just have
1: no idea. Yeah, yeah, so true. And that's the whole point of music testing. Mm, yeah, definitely. You don't line. know. Yeah, yeah,
0: don't try not to have your own biases and how you expect mm. things to be. Um, do you have any other tips to help you with user testing? Like anything else that you would
1: suggest during the process? I'd just say always ask for feedback. Mm. Like if you don't have feedback included in your processes now, it is vital because I just think about clients that have worked with us in the past and the reason they continue to work with us is I say, Kim, the error is the, the work that you send through from Bell Vista yeah. Studios is error free. Yeah. We don't have typos, we don't have broken links, we don't have all these things. And I'm just like, well, you shouldn't have that when you <laughs> hand over a product. Yeah. So, but I see how it happens. And it's because you get caught in a project and you have your blinkers on, you're trying to you are trying to do things mm-hmm. to the best of your ability. But you miss things because yeah. you're so consumed by the project. And we see that in our own processes. Oh, yeah. That's why we have peer reviews. Like Hannah will yeah. do something, I review it, and she'll be like, oh, my God, I'm so stupid that I did Yeah, that. like I'll check
0: something a million times. Yeah. And like it's all perfect, and then you'll find things and I just didn't see it. Yeah.
1: yeah, and it's not that you're not trying to do the job to the best of your ability. It's just yeah, it's like just, there's so many things yeah. going on. So I would make sure that you have a clear feedback process mm. and be very clear on what you're looking for feedback on at what part yeah. of the project. So, yeah, yeah, that's just what I'd encourage you to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like that, how it's like the first stage we sort of say, like, look for spelling, look for grammar, mm. make sure the content's right. And then as it moves on, it's like, is it like ready for the world? Mm-hmm. Like it's a whole different yeah. filter that they have when they're looking at yeah. it. Yeah, cool. Um, How do you decide whether feedback from user testing should be actioned or not? Like Whether you should do something about it or if it's just someone's
1: opinion? Um, The success statement Mm. is one thing to get through the opinions because that's a big thing. Like as the project evolves and the life, what do you call it? Like the lifespan of it goes on, opinions do come out Yes. And that's where people say, oh, I think we should include this or whatever. And you say, mm. that's an opinion. And you have to validate that as an opinion or something that will help add value to the solution. Mm. When you have your success statement, it's very clear to go, does it meet the success statement? Yes or no, put it in, take it out. Yeah. Um, when mm. it comes down to, you know, um, someone might say, we, we don't like the blue, we want it green. And you go back to your feedback process earlier where you actually had it approved at some point. So why are they giving it if, well, that's just our internal process. We yeah. get things like that signed off and then we develop to that. So it can change. Yeah. So for that reason, I'd say, well, why is this person giving feedback on that particular thing? We haven't asked for color or look and feel feedback because we've already done that. It's yeah. approved. So then you can go oh, we don't need to action that. Because that's, they've obviously missed the brief, which is why you have to be clear on the parameters you're asking for feedback on. Um, and then, I guess, if, if more than one person's bringing you up, you want to question why is that coming up mm. and what have we missed in our process or left out that may be enabling that to happen? Mm. Can you see, think of any other specific examples?
0: Um, no, I don't think so. I think it's just like from you speaking about that, I thought about how to um respond because sometimes once we it's like first being curious like not making mm-hmm. an assumption that I'm not going to implement that it's like being curious around like what why what's the reason behind that and yeah looking back because if you didn't look back at the decision that was made earlier you probably would just make the change and then you'd probably have to make the change again like mm-hmm. revert it back to how it was so I guess just keeping track of like every decision that you make and that's what we do like we record this is a decision that we made, and this is the reason why, and it was made by, say, Victoria yeah. on the 28th of October, whatever. Yeah. So we can look back and say, okay, Victoria made that decision. This is the reason why. With this new data that we have, this new user testing feedback, how does that play out now when we look at like the bigger picture? Mm-hmm. So I think that's really important to do. And then my other question for you, because yeah, I know we sometimes do it, but how to communicate back to the user if you don't implement their feedback do you just not tell them or do you like do you need to leave a comment or something and send them a document so they can see or explain to them
1: this is why we haven't done it Mm. for our own internal processes what we do is we always document a decision yeah why it has if it's not action why it hasn't been action Mm. that's for us in the future if someone comes back and says we brought that up before we why this? This. Yeah. <laughs> and like you have multiple projects going on like yeah you can't hold everything in head. Right. so okay. you just want to go back and go that's why mm. now what we would do as a general thing is the next time something goes back to a client we'll say here's your previous feedback if you want to refer to it but we never individually pinpoint a person and say here's your feedback yeah and how it's been considered or not um we just kind of because what we're trying to do is move people on, move people on. If they really care about it, they will go and review the feedback. Yeah. We'll provide the link and say, if you want to check it, go do this.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and if that person's like, oh, I brought up about that thing and they haven't done anything about it, let me go make sure that the comment's in there. They'll go check the comments and then they'll see our response. Mm. And then they can go, oh, that makes sense. A decision has been approved and yeah. blah, blah, blah. Or they might go, no, like I really – I see where they're coming from and then it's just a discussion. Yeah. So they might say, I see where Velvet's the studio's coming from, why they didn't, but now I have a bit more context that I didn't share yeah, before. Yeah, to help them on it. Yeah, yeah. That's how it plays out. Yeah, I love it.
0: That's really cool. I think it is like it's a good lesson for me when I realise like how important it is for every single user testing comment to make sure that you're not just like making a quick decision, you're actually thinking about things individually and thinking like what is the best decision and yeah recording that so you can always like refer back to it because you obviously want to make the best decisions for the project as a whole and you also want to be able to explain to the client or a user why you didn't
1: go forward with their feedback yeah yeah it's cool yeah and I think that's that's like we always talk about what's the intent what's the problem you're trying to solve Mm. with that thing there's with one piece of comment, like one feedback comment, there's so much behind it. Mm. And the problem you're trying to solve is you don't want a disagreement. You want clarity on their end. You want clear actions for yourself of what you've done and where you're headed next. Yeah, Can I read my comment and my justification in a few months' time that it's going to make sense? So there's so much mm-hmm. going on. Yep. So what is the problem I'm trying to solve? And you're thinking about the consequences that could play out as a result of the decisions that you make there, Yeah, as opposed to just going, eh, I'm not going to action that. Yeah. yeah, Because it feels really hard at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I've definitely
0: been there and you're like, you need to stop and think it through. Yeah, yeah it's just a habit you build, hey, being really thoughtful mm. around everything you mm. do. <laughs> cool. Is there anything else you'd like to add? That was my last question.
1: No, but we're on Instagram Live. Let's just have a look and see if anyone's got a question there. No, we're good. We're good. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Kim,
0: for sharing your knowledge. Um, I hope everyone has got some practical tips, which you have, because there's so much practical advice that you put in that video. Well. So yeah. you kind
1: applies apply instructional design and human-centered design to the questions that she asks. So if you're ever like, oh, I wanted to ask that question, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> She's putting herself in your shoes like really empathizing with what's going to yeah. add value to you so when we go on about human centered design is the way Don't it's it amazing on hand, <laughs> yeah. hannah's applying that so that's why you guys yeah. have good questions and i believe that's why the quality of our yeah. stuff that we put out is really good
0: yeah human centered design is the best yeah. and, and if so anyone are
1: you <laughs> and
0: so are you <laughs> and if anyone has any questions that i didn't ask feel free to comment below we can respond in the comments um, but thank you so much for tuning in. Definitely do user testing. It's so worthwhile. It'll make such a big impact to your solution. It'll help you release something that's successful and you'll pick up on things before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brings your users on the journey as well, brings them along and makes them feel included and yeah. they sort of like co-create it with you. So it is, yeah, yeah it's a really awesome thing to do. Um, but yeah, thanks for
1: listening. Bye. Bye. If you like this video and it resonates, you should check out the Creator Hub. Creator, mm-hmm. there's heaps of resources and support and templates on there to help you on your journey as an instructional designer or someone in the new learning world and please share this with anyone that it will add value to so yeah, we appreciate you there.